with Grace Henderson. Today we have a special guest and his name is Dare um, Timothy Formala. And he, yes, he is ready to, let me, let me tell you a little bit of, about our guest speaker to th this week. He is a highly motivated, organized, created profession who is enthusiastic about making meaningful contribu contribution to the Christian-run design and communication agent. He has worked with several churches, charities, and businesses with commercially aware solutions, temporary engaging and repertoire for outreach leaflets, flyers, book covers, a number of things that that designs, um, creative design he has provided. And one thing I will say, he's the best in the industry. His contribution allow Christian organizations to communicate and operate on a higher level, a level th that demand attention. He understand that in such a visual age and impression makes an enormous impact on whether you succeed or fail in connecting with individuals. He worked, he's currently working with Grace Family Church and Living Faith Church of Bishop David Edipo and other brands. And he, 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 now here's a few questions that we want to, to express today. And I want you to expect miracles, signs, wonders, evidence of the kingdom because he just shares some light on some things that, that he encountered with the Lord and, and how we can effectively serve the millennium age. You know, Judges 2.10 tells us all the generations also were gathered to their fathers and there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the works that he had done for Israel. Now, throughout the Bible, this is the first question, throughout the Bible, we, we witness how God raised up a younger generation to carry on the torch and impact their generation. And today is no exceptional. In today's world, can how can the Moses generation effectively foster the millennium generation? Okay. Um, thank you, Mom. Uh, it's hard to be on this, uh, on this podcast. Uh, I'm happy to be here and Hello everyone, once again. Basically, one thing has the in every generation leadership. Leadership is the key. Um, I remember this very quote I saw many years back that says, an army of, by army of lions led by a sheep and sheep led by a lion can never defeat an army of lions led by a sheep so leadership matters the most in everything that is why in 
1 Corinthians 11 1. Follow my as I follow the example of Christ. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. So basically, the role of Moses' generation, like Moses, is to lead the millennial generation out of their Egypt. Well, present. We are leading others every day through our example and lifestyle. So to lead simply means to influence. Too many young men and women nowadays, especially between the ages of 25 and 35, do not have wise and wise men and women to confide in. I think that's basically the major problem we have. So that is why you see so many millennials who are mentally distressed, emotionally unstable, and discontented with life. They need and desire guidance. They need someone who will teach them how to walk the path of righteousness. So then basically, again, how can you, in the midst of, in the midst of all this distraction, shine your light, like Jesus says, shine your light in such a way that men will see your good work and glorify Jesus for the God in heaven. There's a difference between being in church and being in Christ. Many things have gone wrong in churches today. That is filled with people in the wrong light. <laughs> That's the reality. They are always shining the wrong light that blind people and lead them into darkness, which is terrible. So, as a follower of Christ, we are all called to follow and lead at the same time. That is our primary role. It doesn't even take a lot of or education to make an impact in this world. Are you following? Yes. Even in the Bible, Peter and John were not educated yet. Scripture let us know that it actually impacted their generation. So, simply means we have to follow the behavior of Jesus Christ. We have to live a clean, innocent life, letting your life shine brightly in the midst of the dark. So, um, that is it, basically. Great. That's the it's really great. You have some wonderful points. The second okay. question, um, we know in Acts, the first chapter, verse 1 through 4, it tells when the day of Pentecost has fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven of a rushing mighty, and it filled all and was in the house that was sitting there. Now, the question is this. What do you think the most significant Pentecost event were in your life? And expound on it. The major one that would be very hard for me to forget was uh, when I was attacked spiritually. Even at the moment, the was spiritual attack. It doesn't make any sense to me. That's the, that's the truth. Because I thought I was too young to have any towards me, <laughs> but I was very wrong. In Ephesians 6 12, the Bible let us know that for we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood, but against spirituality, against power, against the rulers of this age, against spiritual force from wickedness. Again, I would like to quote another scripture in Revelation 12 7, verse 7 to 17. 
and there was war in Michael and his angel fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angel. So it is normal to fight because uh, there used to be this proverb that I know long time ago. Yes. That no one will ever throw a stone at a tree without fruit. Yes. It doesn't make any sense for someone to start throwing stone to a, a like a dry tree. So it has to it has to carry some certain fruit that is very interesting and attractive for you to be able to throw stone at it. So that shows that the moment you carry something special. You, if you have a mandate to fulfill, it is normal. A war has been declared against you automatically. So <laughs> they will wrestle with you. But I pray whichever way the enemy is using to wrestle to wrestle with you, they shall not prevail in the name of Jesus. Yes. Um there's one thing I remember at that time at 1 a.m. What at 1 a.m., wisely to crawl inside my right ear with speed. Are, are you following? Yes. So I I woke up and I started feeling the pain gradually. And then it started turning to each excruciating pain. So within 15 minutes of entrance, that side of my face started swelling. And my skin was funny that there was a serious loud banging in my head and all my body system. I couldn't hold it anymore. My legs were trembling. So I I I remember it happened around me. I managed to open the door. I crawl out of my house like a day. So one of my neighbors found me at the door. And the woman was asking me that what's the matter with your Timothy? So I told her I said I'm not feeling fine. That I'm feeling so she already said that I kind of I couldn't get up on my feet. So she called uh, some people around so that they would be able to help me up. So I told them to take me to a church. So they took me to one church. Fortunately for me, the church was having a program at that time. So the pastor in the church asked them to put me. Can you still hear me please? Can you still hear me? Yes, yes, yes. All right. So the pastor in that church asked them to put me on their altar. The church altar. So while feeling the same, I laid my back on the altar and the moment I laid my back on the altar, I, I fell asleep. Not even up to not it was not up to two minutes. And um whilst with my drink, I saw this man so tall. The man was looking so tall. And he has light covered all around him. I remember the man in the dream wore a white garment. So, but I couldn't make out that face clearly. So it was 
so difficult for me to look at the screen because I kept looking up and up and up and up. I couldn't, I couldn't catch the trace. So I, I, I woke up and the moment I woke up, the pain was gone. So I now saw the pastor was so close to me and he has already put the Bible on my chest. So the woman was asking me, the pastor was having a question that, how are you feeling now? I told her, I told her about the dream and there were, there, were, there were two of them, the female pastor and the male pastor. So I told the female pastor because she was the first person to ask me the question, how are you feeling? And I had a dream, so I narrated the dream to her and she replied that God has taken absolute control already. And uh, I should not worry that the enemy has already failed. So she started telling me that that was a spiritual attack, that uh, that the, the plan was to kill, <laughs> was to kill me, but they have already failed. So one of the and that actually really rooted my faith in and made me believe that in a wicked world. You know, basically here in Africa, you know, there are some certain things that is uh, that is uh, it's it's not it's it's beyond ordinary it's beyond ordinary time. You can't look at it from the angle of Oh, this is normal. So the enemy will come for you when they know that you have something in your life that they want to steal. So that is all what they will do. They will try and prevent it, not, not to let that purpose to be manifested in your life. So that was the encounter I had basically and how God saved me. And it actually reaffirmed my faith in Christ instead. So, Amen. Amen. That, that's, that was a glorious. That's awesome. Okay. okay. The next question is this. Um, do you recall the holy encounters in the atmosphere of heaven? And the other question to that is, did the people expect a visitation from the Lord and when they came to those meetings? Well, from the narrative, uh, it happened in the church, and basically, I, I I was with you, and the woman asked the, the owner of the church, this is the male pastor, the female pastor, that's the that's the residing pastor of that church. She asked the whole church to pray for me that the plan of the enemy has already failed. That they should pray for me that God has done wonderful thing in my life. And I was so glaring for everyone to see a great deliverance that I still enjoy till today. You know, like I said, uh, there has never been in my life that I was so shocked or understood what they call spiritual. 
So that really actually increased the fire in me at that time. Because, you know, there are some certain things where that you need and you you have to you have to be rooted in prayer, yeah. you have to be rooted in fasting, you have to also be you don't you don't you don't have to um like uh, most people would say you don't have to be no cold or warm christian you have to be you have to be hot you have to be hot let them know that the moment you know there's a scripture in the bible that says as soon as they hear of me they shall obey me the moment the enemy or the wicked people hears your name they should always bow that that person carries fire of God. Yes. So. Uh, Hallelujah. That is so awesome. Um, the next two questions, you already answered them. And the, the last question is this. What advice would you provide? to the millennium generation in terms sure what advice would you provide to the millennium generation in terms of preparing for this this last awakening uh i think the the number one demand for this thought outpouring is the number one demand for this preparation is separation yes. separation yes in second Corinthians 6 17 the bible says wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate says the lord and touch not unclean thing, I will receive you. So I think what the Bible is saying there is, if you want to have a contact with me, you have to clean up. Yes. You want to encounter me, you have to clean up. Yes. You want you want my move to fall, you have to clean up. Yes. So separation is the is the predecessor to every defined move. Separation is. To every um, unfortunately, we're in a generation today that is not too very different from the world. Even though in church you look at believer and there's no clear distinction. Yeah. This line is very, very clear, no separation. So the church is actually in a movement with the world, no clear boundary. Lifestyle is the same, places you go is the same. They do the same thing, zero separation. Yes. So this is a major, this is a major interest to the to, to Holy Spirit visitation. In Isaiah 52, 11, the Bible says again that depart ye, depart ye, go ye out from thence. Touch not on clean thing. You know, the, the, this scripture keeps emphasizing on clean thing. Yeah. So if you are dealing with heavenly things. You must be separated from happy things. You don't have to like like they like. <laughs> you, you you don't have to cheat like they cheat. You don't have to fornicate like they fornicate. And you want to expect 
the move of God. It's not possible. So for millennial generation, what should be for us? They make it. One doesn't have to be smoking or spinning around with any available girls or guys mm. and the like. One can be a night alone doing the most basic, basic things, like studying your Bible, reading a book, having a deep conversation with yourself, even playing music or sleeping. It's your fun. So have to be the one to define it yourself. That you enjoy the move of God, no matter what it costs you, it is vital necessity. In the book of John 14 20, said on that day, that's the day of realization, you will know that I am in my father, and you are in me. I am in you. You know, Iris, I so much resonate with this a lot because the understanding that Christ is part of, of us available to be risen until when we realize and resurrect this indwelling potential that is only when we can experience the move of god we have to resurrect this indwelling potential it's very important because the bible says it, it is already in us and we are in him so the moment we decide we, we are deciding that resurrecting this indwelling potential then we can spread the move of God certainly. So if there's fire inside your bone, no one will even beg you to do some certain things. So staying close to God will make you to be on fire. That's that's certain. That's the number one thing. It will make you to be on fire for God. Jesus came to ignite fire. Verse 14 says, I have come to ignite fire on the earth. Come to ignite fire. Yeah, so you must wake up from your slumber. So it's very important. So then, secondly, we have to check the company you are keeping. That is part of separation. You have to be very careful about the company you keep. Because if you if you if you're working with cold people, you will be cold. That's certain. Mm -hmm. Then you must read the word of God. Time with people who are on fire for God. You must get close to the Lord, meditate on his word. It's very important. So when you're on fire for God, your Bible becomes a love letter. And witnessing is no longer an obligation because you are actually talking about someone that you love, someone that you're in love with. Just for, in my own case, because of what I've experienced, so there are some certain things I can say. And I know that, yes, truly, it's the Lord best. Because of my encounter with, so you know that is only the way to experience the peace of God, the, the move of God. So that that's pretty, that's pretty much it. It's awesome. That is so true. That is so true. That is the definitely that is the key to spiritual growth and development and having encounters with God. Well, um, you have any final things that you want to um, share that would assist and empower and equipping and encouraging the brethren in this last hour that we they can take their 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 Christian walk in such a dimension that it is 
provoking heaven's best to come, not just with a blessing, but having encounters that would, would declare that the kingdom has come. Um, first of all, the, the key thing there is uh, having the understanding of who you are is very important, knowing who you are. Yeah. You know, because the moment you realize who you are, so you won't have to model your life after someone else. You won't have to look at what other is doing and then tend to believe that this is the normal thing to do. Then some certain behavior that you 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 exhibit, just like the cloth right now, because I'm wearing it, only thing that makes it movable is because of my own action as i'm moving my body it becomes the the, the it becomes animated so your obedience to god is very important when you are compelled to his instruction when you do the things that he loves the move of god in your life would make everything seamless and stressless for you even when others are complaining that there is hardship or they are not getting things right or their life is, is complicated, the Lord will always guide you. The whole Lord will direct you because of their position with Him. It's very important that we, we submit to Him. Surrendering is the word I should use. Because the moment you surrender, you you do and to believe that there's nothing you can do outside God. Without Him, you cannot do anything. Uh, even in Hebrew, Hebrew 12, 2, they said when the Spirit came upon Him, even to be submitted to death wasn't an issue. <laughs> so it's very, very important for you to let the Lord take control, let, let Him take the will of your life, so that things will be easier to achieve because you it's not by not by your might, it's not by your power. It's just because someone is directing you, take this step, take this step, take this step, take that step, do that business, don't do that business, uh, be in relationship with this woman or this man, don't be in relationship with this woman or this person. So it tends to direct you. In there, it tends to guide you. It tends to show you the way. So that at the end of the day, the all the glory will be unto you. And another thing that I would still like to emphasize is that we should our lifestyle, our lifestyle is not alone in the church. Our lifestyle should reflect on the streets, in your workplace, in school, at home. Let Christ be known. Let, let you, you be an ambassador of Christ. Because even Christ was known on the streets than in the synagogue through his lifestyle. So how we, we are the one portraying him. Because most people follow us basically because of 
the certain behavior, the certain trait they are seeing in us, and they know that that guy is uh, is someone that we can that we can follow. We can copy based on the way you behave, based on the way you comport yourself. So it is very very important that whatever we do, we should always remember that we are his ambassador. So we are the one representing God. So that that lifestyle is very important. We should we should make sure we uh, we should make sure we we watch our moves as step, and the Lord will help us. Excellent! Oh, that is so excellent. We are so grateful. What a treasure! And I want to thank you, son, for taking your time and um, sharing on this podcast. And I want you to know that this will not be the only time that you will be extending a time to come and and just speak from the heart of God. Um, I want you to, if you, um, how can, how can the people reach you if they wanted to um, find more about um, your business or find more about how that they can connect to with the ministry that the Father has birthed in you? Okay. Um, actually, um, lately, I've not really been too active on Facebook, but I can be rich on Facebook on uh, maybe I'll test that to you to share that. Yeah, that you much clearer. Yeah, we'll put the and link. We'll add the link here in case that those on this platform or any of the platforms that we we're gonna put this on that they will be able to reach you. And I tell you, um, created he is so gifted in in creative um, design. You will. It is like a prophetic image when he complete that task and you will want to and i'm talking to churches if you want to take your ministry to the next level and you want a design that is wowful or unique to eye catchy this is the person you want to reach and we'll provide those information so that 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 you can reach out to him and see what the Lord will do with your next event or your brand, because he can design a brand that will speak loud without you opening your mouth. This is, he is very gifted. That is a prophetic eye as he bring created, created design, or you may want to call it created art. Son, I am so grateful of this. And I thank, thank you, you for taking the time. And like I said, this will not be your sure. only time here. Um, we are hoping to get you back on the podcast and maybe on the Friday um, evening so, meetings as well. To, to so you get and and we thank you. And Father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I'd ask you to continue on blessing 
that your servant beyond wildest dream. Let a tsunami of blessings Amen. overtake him and his family and Amen. in the touch of his hands. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in and through him and upon him. And Father, you will make his name great. I decree it now in Jesus' name and faith in the name and the blood. We call it done. Now, angels, dispatch and go and bring in the harvest of that which we have decreed and declare as his righteous portion in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Love you Amen. all, and thank you for tuning in to a podcast like Love no other, a podcast designed to empower, to equip, and, and to emerge the kingdom of God. Shalom, shalom, shalom.